So I got a call from our technology ministry people this afternoon, Sunday afternoon, and they said, Jeff, for some reason the camera didn't film during the sermon at church, so I thought I'd film it again just for you because we're so aware of people who worship with us online. Last year we heard uh, from our, our metrics people at Vimeo that uh, about 50 people on average every Sunday or Monday or during the week found something helpful in the spiritual life by watching our Facebook posts and our website. So this sermon is specifically for you who, who worship with us and who are seeking meaning with us but online. Today's scripture was from Paul's letter to the church, the early church, the letter to the Galatians in the fifth chapter, the 22nd verse, he describes the fruits of the Spirit, and he says, the fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And so we sang a song this morning in church called The Fruits of the Spirit, and the lyrics go, the fruits of the Spirit are not a whatever the fruit is, watermelon is my favorite, and so I chose to preach this morning while cutting up a watermelon. Perhaps the image, the metaphor of fruit may be helpful in the spiritual life, for God is always wanting to bear fruit in our lives and to bring fruit, and in fact, the fruits of the Spirit, this is God's great hope for us. God's great hope for all people is that we experience more and more love, Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control in our lives, in our church, in the world. And Paul, the apostle, was writing to his brothers and sisters in Christ who were getting into a bind. They were arguing with each other over what it meant to be faithful. Does someone have to be circumcised before they became a faithful Christian? Did they have to be a faithful Jew before they were a faithful Christian? Some of the church said, no, you don't have to be circumcised to be a follower of Jesus. Others said, you do. They argued over this. Isn't it interesting that they were beating each other up over this issue that 2,000 years later has been contextualized. We realize that the essence of following Christ has nothing to do with circumcision or not. It really has to do with the heart. And so Paul was trying to say to them and to us, don't argue about that which is not essential. The hope is, whatever you believe, the hope is that when we are in Christ, more and more fruits of the Spirit can be borne out in our lives. Not only for our sake, but for the sake of the world that is longing for an example of what joy looks like, what love looks like, what peace looks like. And church... We have been entrusted with the resource of the Holy Spirit. And we've been entrusted with the fruits of the Spirit. And this may help us realize perhaps what God's great hope is for us, for the church, and for the world. Paul was saying the law is not as important as the ability to love. He juxtaposed the fruits of the Spirit with some, some words of that describes selfish behavior. 
And he was saying the fruits of the Spirit help us to be selfless. The fruits of the Spirit help us to not to be self-centered, but to be other-centered. If you notice, all those fruits of the Spirit can be a real blessing in all of our relationships, whether those relationships are at home, at work, at the church. Can you think of a place where you may need more love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control? Perhaps if you can identify where in your life you want to have more of that, that may be exactly what we need to be praying for. That may be exactly what we need to focus on. God, I need more patience. God, I need more self-control. God, uh, help me to be more loving. Whatever it is, it is a good prayer, and the Holy Spirit longs to answer that prayer for us. Sometimes we wonder, where is God in the midst of all of the difficult times and situations that we go through in our world, in our lives, in our relationships? And sometimes it's so dark we feel like we can't even sense God's presence. If we look for the love, the joy, the peace, the patience, the kindness, if we look at those fruits of the Spirit, we will be seeing God's handiwork. Perhaps our prayer is that God might open our eyes to see where the Holy Spirit is and to see where the fruits of the Spirit are being borne out. Perhaps our prayer is God use us to bring the fruits of the Spirit to someone who is in need. Sometimes I sense that we have to choose to live into the Holy Spirit's gifts. Uh, Max Lucado wrote a wonderful piece, Reflections on Galatians 5, When God Whispers Your Name. He writes from uh, the standpoint of facing the day, having his early morning coffee and getting ready to choose these fruits of the Spirit. It's been helpful to me. Maybe it'll be helpful to you. He writes, it's quiet. It's early. My coffee is hot. The sky is still black. The world is still asleep. The day is coming. In a few moments, the day will arrive. It will roar down the track with the rising of the sun. The stillness of the dawn will be exchanged for the noise of the day. The calm of solitude will be replaced by the pounding pace of the human race. The refuge of the early morning will be invaded by decisions to be made and deadlines to be met. For the next 12 hours, I will be exposed to the day's demands. It is now that I must make a choice. Because of Calvary, I'm free to choose, and so I choose. I choose love. No occasion justifies hatred. No injustice warrants bitterness. I choose love. Today I will love God and what God loves. I choose joy. I will invite my God to be the God of circumstance. I will refuse the temptation to be cynical, the tool of the lazy thinker. I will refuse to see people as anything less than human beings created by God. I will refuse to see any problem as anything less than an opportunity to see God. I choose peace. I will live forgiven. I will forgive so that I may live. I choose patience. I will overlook the inconveniences of the world. Instead of cursing the one who takes my place, I'll invite him to do so. 
rather than complain that the long wait is too long. I will thank God for a moment to pray. Instead of clenching my fist at new assignments, I will face them with joy and courage. I choose kindness. I will be kind to the poor, for they are alone. Kind to the rich, for they are afraid. And kind to the unkind, for such is how God has treated me. I choose goodness. I will go without a dollar before I take a dishonest one. I will be overlooked before I will boast. I will confess before I accuse. I choose goodness. I choose faithfulness. Today I will keep my promises. My debtors will not regret their trust. My associates will not question my word. My wife or husband or family members will not question my love. I choose gentleness. Nothing is won by force. I choose to be gentle. If I raise my voice, may it only be in praise. If I clench my fist, may it only be in prayer. If I make a demand, may it only be of myself. I choose self-control. I am a spiritual being. After this body is dead, my spirit will soar. I refuse to let what will rot rule the eternal. I choose self-control. I will be drunk only by joy. I will be impassioned only by my faith. I will be influenced only by God. I will be taught only by Christ. I choose self-control. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. To these I commit my day. If I succeed, I will give thanks. If I fail, I will seek God's grace. And then when the day is done, I will place my head on my pillow and rest. I wish I could share some of this fruit with you. It's good. There's other fruit out there that we're called to share. May it be so for you and for me and for everyone. Amen.